You're listening to the Dyslexia Mom Life Podcast. I'm Nicole Holcomb, former teacher and school counselor turned civil rights attorney and podcast host. It wasn't that long ago that we learned the reason that our daughter was struggling to learn to read in first grade was dyslexia. Fast forward four years past many hours of research and collaborating with experts in the field of dyslexia. Now I'm sharing the lessons I have learned that took me from being an overwhelmed mom who didn't understand dyslexia to a go-to mom who is helping hundreds of moms each week through education and collaboration. I created the Dyslexia Mom Life podcast to give you simple, actionable, step-by-step strategies and hacks to help you do the same. If you're feeling alone and lost on your parenting dyslexia journey and you're looking to find a mom who gets it, you're in the right place. Let's jump in and get started. Hey friend, you are listening to episode 124 and I am so glad that you are back with us again today. In episode 123, we talked all about dyslexic inventors and if you haven't listened to that episode, it's a great episode to just, you know, it, it gives you a chance to really take in things that we take for granted as far as the things that we interact with daily and to know that a person with dyslexia who was at one point a kid with dyslexia, invented these amazing things. And, you know, as we are going throughout the month of October and Dyslexia Awareness Month, it is yet another great time to talk about, you know, dyslexia in our kids. And as I was thinking about episode 123 and sharing inventors with you who who were dyslexic, I also wanted to share with you ways that you could identify, nurture, and empower your own child's dyslexia strengths and what many people say are their superpowers. So that's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about dyslexic superpowers and how you can identify, nurture, and empower them with your kiddo. So the first thing that you may be thinking is, you know, we're setting the bar kind of high, right? Like we just in the last episode talked about Steve Jobs and we talked about the Wright brothers and we talked about all these amazing inventors. That's stressful. Like that's setting the bar really high for our kids. I get it. But at the end of the day, they were people, right? There are people just like our kids that had visions and had goals and had ideas and they made mistakes, And that was okay. That's how they learned and how they came back and they persevered. And at the end of the day, the struggles our kids go through, the hard days that we go through, that makes them such a better person down the road because they've overcome adversity and they know how difficult things can be. And also another piece of that is that many dyslexics are very empathetic. And so they're able to be great leaders and managers because they're able to see when people are having these, you know, bad days or having a particular emotion or they're able to kind of read the room where not everybody can do that. So they have these amazing qualities. And so when we think about, you know, maybe we're not raising the next Steve Jobs, but maybe we're raising a child that's got amazing creativity who wants to be successful, what is it, what a great time for our kids to be in this place that they're in when there's so much available to them from a creative standpoint. So let me talk about the identification. How do you find it? How do you look for it? And so there's a couple things. You know, if you think about what your child truly loves, I mean, what is it that your child could do for hours if just left 
hey, go do your own thing. Or you come in, or maybe every day they go back to the same thing. Every day. That is usually where you'll find those those dyslexia skills. Like, where, what are they using? Are they building with Lego? Are they building in Minecraft? Are they creating artwork? Are they playing a sport? What is it that they're doing that they do for hours? The other piece of that is, so that's that's more of a skill. Like, what are their skills they do well so what do, what do those skills look like? That's the first step. Then the other piece is, what are they passionate about? I mean, what can they talk your ear off about? What do they like to watch? What do they like to learn about? Because I'll tell you what, our kiddos, they can talk about some stuff, right? But what we have to do as moms is really listen and be attuned to that. So we have to encourage those pieces and we have to think about those skills that they have that we see along with their passion and then the practice that they do over and over again on those things that they do well, guess what? I'm going to give you a little secret right now. That's their superpower. And sometimes that's easier to spot, right? If your child's a dancer or a musician, maybe they're really good at a sport. Like sometimes it's kind of in your face, easy to see, right? But there are other pieces like I shared with you a few minutes ago, empathy, kindness, the, the ability to question. I can't tell you when I grew up, I remember my mom saying, I hope you have a child that asks as many questions as you do, because I asked a lot of questions. I guess she didn't realize she was raising a future attorney because I have lots of questions. Uh, but the other piece of that, too, is, you know, listening, imagining, like thinking outside the box. Those strengths are truly strengths. And so sometimes we don't see them as easily. We have to really take a step back. And you'll see that kindness and that empathy. Like when you really step back and look at things to see what they look like. And another piece to really nurturing and empowering our kids is acknowledging that. Telling them, hey, this is your superpower. And maybe you don't want to use those words at your house. That's fine. You can say, you know what, this is what you really do well. This is your this is your jam. This is your passion. You are, wow, this is amazing. Because they don't always realize it. Just like we don't always realize what our strengths are, that when others tell you, do you realize you do that really well? Then that really helps them because a lot of times they're focused on the negative, just this human nature to focus on the negative. So when we're able to identify those streaks and strengths and passions and point those out the kids are like oh wow they really are paying attention right they really do see it and another piece of that when you do that when you acknowledge and call it out to them it helps your child grow and build their self-esteem and their self-esteem is like a muscle you kind of work and work that thing because they tend to lose their confidence in themselves when they struggle so much with reading because reading is everywhere, right? Think about it. It is everywhere. It is on your phone. I mean, yeah, there's assistive technology that can help, but when you think about the world we live in, the world we live in is full of words. And so many times they do feel a loss of confidence in themselves and especially when they're struggling to learn to read. So there's this real danger that they may lose themselves, and they may lose, you know, their, their selves and their heart and not feel like they are smart. 
Maybe they feel like they're not as smart as their cousins or their best friend or their classmate, but they are. There's so much emphasis that we give on reading and writing and spelling and all this rote memorization. So there's no surprise that they grow up feeling like they can't. We have to flip that and tell them that they can and help them to see where they can be successful. Some of the stats say that one in three dyslexic children between five and six years old already feel like they can't keep up or do things that other children can do. One in three. And that's as early as kindergarten. Can you imagine? They already feel like there's things they can't do. And by the ages of seven and eight, that increases to two in three. Two in three kids, early elementary, already feel like they can't keep up. Wow, that's, that's, that's massive. So when we call out their superpower, call out, hey, you do that really well, then we're able to support them through positive praise, through a growth mindset conversation, and that's what they need. It's vital to their self-esteem that although things are challenging, they can be a winner somewhere else. They have strengths other places. And so we have to be able to call that out and help them to see it so that we can then empower them to continue to do those things and continue to work those muscles. And so many times we have to help them connect those dots. We have to help them figure out what that looks like. And, you know, these are the skills, these dyslexic skills. Those are the skills for the future. Those are the things that jobs are wanting. They're wanting those out-of-the-box thinkers. They're wanting people that can be, you know, look at things from an innovative standpoint, who have empathy, who are kind, who have all these traits. And so we have to help connect those pieces for our kids. So you may be thinking, well, that's all good, but okay. But you know what? What happens if we don't? What happens if we just don't do it? What happens if we, as parents, just don't do it? We just focus on the weaknesses and the the areas of improvement. We focus on reading, 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 reading. That's what we focus on. That's what we talk about. That's where everything goes. So what happens? Well, it results in low self-esteem. And that low self-esteem that our kids battle already with dyslexia When we can't give them other places to see they can be successful, to battle and push back on that self-esteem, again, it's like a muscle, then they carry that into their adult life. They carry that into who they are. So we have to teach our kids how to see where they are valuable. We have to help them see their superpowers. We have to help them see how valuable the way they think is and how they can use it at their advantage. And many dyslexics do that. And so when you think about, you know, identifying, we just talked about that, how to spot it, how to figure out what those pieces are, what do they talk about and do all the time? And when we take that piece and we put it with those passions and they practice, 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 then you, you'll see it. And then you nurture it. You give them time to do those things and you encourage those things and you make those opportunities available to them. And you empower your kids by saying, 
wow, <laughs> that's amazing the way you're able to do that. I can, can remember, I'll tell you a quick little story. I remember my daughter was really young and I remember my mom making a comment. I love just to sit and watch her because, you know, she would be building something with a Lego or she would be, you know, doing something, you know, something kind of building usually. And, you know, she said it's so interesting to watch her think. I wasn't really sure at the time, how do you watch her think? But she would watch her kind of ponder and change things and, you know, try something one way and then try it another way. And I think if I remember right, this was before we realized she was even dyslexic. Like my mom was already calling out, like, I see her. I see how she really thinks about things and how she puts things together. And it was really fascinating to watch. So sometimes we take a step back. We got the remediation, right? You've taken those steps. That's what we're assuming here is that you've already taken those steps. You've got that boat going. Now you're taking a step back. And you're looking and you're observing and you're figuring out and helping your child figure out where their strengths are. So it's not all negative all the time. They don't feel beat up all the time. Yeah, there's hard days. Yeah, this isn't easy. But we have to help them find that place they can go. And they already go there. If you, if you watch over the weekend or the next couple of days, they already do it. Where are they spending their time? What are they asking you to do? Hey, go outside and throw the ball. Hey, I want to play soccer. Hey, can you get me some more art supplies? They're already telling you, you just have to take a step back and observe and listen. And when you do that, who knows? In the future, they may be on my next episode about a famous inventor. So I hope that helps you to kind of figure out how to actually apply those superpowers and finding your children's strengths it's actually a lot of fun because once you start watching for those things, it is fun to not only, you know, call it out and nurture it and help your kid figure out ways to continue to strengthen it. It's amazing how you watch them transform as a person and how excited they get and you're able to see their strengths in full color. And it's really amazing. If you want to learn more about dyslexia, then join us at dyslexiamomlife.com. There are tons of resources over there. You also find links to other podcast episodes that may be of interest. If you want to continue this conversation or you just want to say hi and get to know some amazing dyslexia moms, um, we got a lot of moms over there raising some amazing dyslexic kids. So I would say I invite you to come be a part of our Dyslexia Mom Life podcast community that's in Facebook. Yeah, don't get me started. Not a huge fan of Facebook some days, but I do like the groups there. And it is a place that is positive and supportive. And we have amazing resources of people in there. Pop in when you can, say hi, uh, take what you need, share what you need. We would love to have you there. And you know, if you've listened to more than one podcast this month, you know what I'm about to say, which is it is Dyslexia Awareness Month. So it doesn't matter, though. If you're listening to this and it's not October, every day is a day where we can educate someone else. So this information, it definitely is something others need to hear. So if you would hit the share button and send this to a friend, a family member, a teacher, whoever you think needs to hear this episode today, then there's a little share button. You would just hit the share button on the podcast episode. It's usually like a little up arrow. You'll have to kind of see on your pod, what you're listening to your podcast on, but you should be able to share it out. You can text it. You can email it. You can send it to someone at Facebook or you can post it on your Facebook page. 
you know, we just need to get the word out there. And we also need to get the word out there that our dyslexic learners are amazing and they have amazing futures. And although it is hard at the beginning and continues to be hard some days, our kids have a bright future and we need to remember that. So remember, you got this and I'm here for you and have a terrific day.